Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Thanks for listening and being a part of Mama Said, and thanks in advance for supporting these sponsors in this episode. They help us have this much fun with you every week for free. So enjoy the show. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy game. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna. Welcome to Mama Said. We have a really exciting and cool in uh, first segment for you guys today because we're going to do our win fails but we have um a friend of the pod and someone who i got to meet through our contest with finn and emma um her name is megan sullivan and she's here to join us to talk about our win fails but also something really cool that she created that we can't wait to tell you mamas about but first let's welcome megan to the show hi megan hi, megan. hi how are you for having me of course. So Megan, you were just telling me you are a mom of three boys yep. and then you have a surprise fourth on the way. Yes. We definitely have a product of quarantine coming in, <laughs> in about eight weeks. We're expecting a fourth, which is exciting. It's a girl. Um, oh, so I finally, yeah, I know oh it's, God, it's so definitely, sweet. definitely a blessing. My older ones are just turned seven last week, just turned five last week, and almost four. So we'll definitely have our hands full, but it'll be nice to have a girl to balance them out. That's right. (laughs) You will. You will. I think that that's, I think this might be a gift from the universe. You're going to, I feel like you'll get your daisy. I always say Jenna's daisy is like the chillest, sweetest. Look at her. (laughs) Daisy's recording with us today. She knows. She knows. Um, all right. Well, before we enter our win fails, Megan, I would love for you to tell all our mamas about the local moms work because I just think it's such a wonderful thing that you're doing and I want them to know all about it. Yeah. Thanks. You know, happy to give you guys an overview. The local moms network is a really cool hyper local platform that we created about five years ago. It started in Greenwich, Connecticut with my partner, Layla, who really kind of just thought like, wow, you move from the city and there's no one-stop resource for everything you need as a mom in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And so there you have it. Greenwich Moms was born. So Greenwich Moms started out as a hyper-local platform with everything you need. So it has great content, recipes. We feature local businesses. We spotlight women in the community that are doing great things. We have an interactive calendar. So anytime you need something to do, whether it's an adult activity or kids activities, or you need a play group or just something to do on a Saturday, we have you covered. And then from there, we have um, the work with businesses and then it just kind of spread. We had women in neighboring communities and they said, how do we get this in our town? And we're like, I don't know, let's, let's figure it out. And we spread to you know other parts of Fairfield County and then other parts of Westchester, New York. And then we're like, okay, we'll try it in other you know, locations in the United States. So we started in Cincinnati, a suburb outside of Boston and a suburb outside of Houston. And flash forward to today, we have about a hundred sites across almost 30 states and, um, and we're always adding more. And it really is a cool platform because what we do is 
we have women in each of those communities that are on the ground curating that information. Because what goes on in Greenwich is different than goes on in Katy, Texas, which goes on, you know, in Studio City LA. And so it's really cool that we have women in each of these communities. So every platform has a website, social media, Facebook, newsletters. Um, and you can actually go to our parent site, which is www.thelocalmomsnetwork.com, where we have an amazing hub of content. You can get to all the different locations. If this is something that you would want to do, you can see if we're in your town. And if we're not, you can learn how to join the team. Yeah. For all, like when I moved to Austin, I'm just like, I'm sitting here being like, this would be such a great resource for me. You got to lead the Austin hub. If there is one, I will. (laughs) We have, we have, we have South Austin moms, but depending on where you are, it could be a great collaboration. Yeah. We'd love to do more. And we have, you know, we have on, on the parent site, we have awesome interviews, great recipes, um, really cool content. We feature our favorite, um, you know, products that we love and where we stand behind. So it's been like a really cool thing. And what we love about it is that we're giving women the opportunity to kind of create their own niche and their own brand and their own, you know, revenue source in their local communities. Mm-hmm. What's cool is many of the women are already doing this. They're already curating their Facebook groups. They're already the go-to source of information. And now we can put it all on one website. This is so cool because I I personally know so many mommies that lived in New York City. And because of the pandemic, they ended up moving to Greenwich. They ended up moving to Westchester. Um, And, you know, I, I remember talking to them months ago and they were so, they felt so alone and so lost. They, you know, a lot of them were born and raised in New York city. And they're like, I don't know anything else, but the city. And now I'm, you know, small town. I know, I don't know any moms. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Um, so this is so helpful. I'm going to share this with all of my. Yeah. That would be amazing. And you you can follow on Instagram or just follow on the website. We try to be a great resource. You are. And you know, all the great things for moms are created by moms because you know what we need. And I just think this is such a wonderful thing. I'm so happy that we get to share this with our mamas. You guys, again, www.thelocalmomsnetwork.com, right? Yeah, that's exactly. And as a little gift for putting us together with Megan, Finn and Emma is giving all of you mamas 20% off site-wide anything on their site with the code MAMA20. Um, again, that's mama 20, go to Finn and doesn't have to just be my collaboration, anything on the site, 20% off. And with that, we'll go into our win fails. Mommy win. <laughs> Mommy fail. Yeah. I'll throw it to you first. Okay. Thanks. So, um, oh actually, like I was telling you, so it's raining here in LA and it never rains in LA. Um, and the place temporarily staying at does not have um a a roof or it has a roof it it has a funky roof and um let's just say it was pouring rain inside multiple rooms in our place last night we luckily had an empty place to go to for my parents and we had to sleep in another place but uh, luckily coming i mean and coming back this morning was not great um but last night it got a little 
crazy. Like it started raining really hard during bedtime. And so we moved the kids and they were so excited. You know, that's exciting for the kids Mm -hmm. to like have leaks and da da da. It's so funny. Like when I was little, I remember like it would be so exciting to like have to like go to another house all of a sudden. Like for the parents, it's like, oh shit. So they didn't go to bed until 10 o'clock. I was so mean to Milo. I yelled at him so hard because I was so stressed out about the clothes that were leaking and the the carpet in the room that was going to smell like mildew. He wouldn't go to sleep. And I yelled at him. I straight up like was so awful and mean to him. And during my yelling, I kept saying to myself, what are you doing? Like there was that inner voice. I was like, what are you doing? Stop yourself. This is insane. And I kept going. Like I couldn't. Well, it's almost like that PMS where like you can't, you yes. were aware of the anger, yes. the unrational anger, yes. but you cannot, you know. 100%. And like, it's weird. Like to, uh, it was like the angel and devil on my shoulder. Like the devil was like, keep it going. You're making him feel really <laughs> bad. It's going to work. And then the angel was like, honey, like he's only five, like stop it. And I listened to the devil and I became the devil. And like afterwards I was in such a crappy mood. Like mm. anyway, um, my win they're, they're really, you know, this week has been a bit stressful for me. I can't think of a win and it's okay. Like there's wins all the time, little wins that I go through, but like nothing big is standing out for me this week. And I'm just going to like hope that next week is a new week and I'll have a lot of wins. There you go. So what about, what about you guys? Okay. Uh, well, I'll just quickly say mine. So I, f- I, th- I don't know if it's in the air, but this week has been particularly hard for me as well. And mm. I just... My fail is that my kids could feel this morning my frustration, which manifested in tears of just being like, I'm tired of you getting angry at me because I tell you, you have to get on your Zoom. And I'm tired of you not to my toddler, like not listening to me and throwing water everywhere and making me having to clean it. And the, and the thing is, I've been home so much, obviously, that they only want me, even when I have my nanny come for a couple hours a day. Yeah you know, I'm hopping between the two of them. Okay. Mommy will sit with Bo this period. And the next period I'll play with you, Jack. And I'm, I'm going back and forth. And by the end of the day, I have not answered a text message, checked my email. I said to my husband last night, I have not talked on the phone to a girlfriend in months. And I know that that can sound trivial, but like, I I need that. Like I have not not had a single moment and I broke down in tears this morning to the point where I wasn't even like, I was just walking around with getting the breakfast, making the smoothie with tears just streaming down my face, which transitions into my win where both my boys ran up to me and just started hugging me and it felt good. And then Bo just went and got his laptop and he goes, mom, I'm going to do my work outside so I don't disturb you. And I was just still like numb. And I was like, okay, thank you, Bo. And he was like, hey, mom, you're a really good mom. Oh, just like literally a minute before we started this podcast, which brings tears to my eyes now because he felt it. He felt that. Yeah. I mean, this is hard. This is really hard. I mean, it's, it's, and, you know, I'm packing my house up to move. It's just a lot. And, you know, we talk about giving ourselves grace and we talk about being gentle with ourselves, but you know, we all have those days where it's just, it's you just told me. And when I was moving, you were like, 
it's like one of the top three, like worst things you could do. It's like death moving and mm-hmm. something else divorce. and uh, divorce. And I don't know one person that is, that is content and happy and not stressed during a move. Like you, not only are you moving, but you're moving to another state. Yeah. And it's during a pandemic. And, yeah. and he's like, I'm like, I paid for his private school. Do I keep him in Zoom for the rest of the year? Or do I put him in school in Texas? And I'm also waiting to hear you? about this TV show. So yeah. it's like, if it gets picked up, I might be moving to Vancouver or I might come back to LA. So do I keep it? Like, it's just all of those variables that are just normally, yeah. you know, I'm so easygoing. I'm so a trust the universe, zen, like hippie girl. But right now I just feel like also so many of my family's decisions depend on me and all I want more than anything is my kids to go to fucking school. Like, yes, not be home anymore. <laughs> you know what? When things are up in the air, it's not good for anyone. Like, no one can deal with up in the air stuff. Like, it, it, when you have something concrete, it makes you feel so much better. And you have so much up in the air right now. Basically, yeah. your entire life is up in the air because yeah. of this show. And if you just think like you, you're gonna feel a bit funky, nothing is going to be resolved like within yourself until you find out about the show. And like, if you're at peace with that, like maybe that will help a little bit. Yeah. How about you, Megan? How's your week? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think the full moon is definitely like, you know, making the week difficult for everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will tell you, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit ago, but my kids in Connecticut, thankfully, and in Greenwich where I'm based, We've been in full-time in-person learning this whole year. Wow. So we've, so it's been amazing and I'm blessed and this is great, but starting December 18th, when Christmas break started, we had two full weeks and then we had a week kind of hybrid of, um, online learning and that online learning, then my kid went back to school on the third week, fourth week. Within 15 minutes, someone tested positive for COVID in this class, and there was another two weeks home, which meant my two little ones were home as well. And in the last few weeks, I don't think I've ever yelled yeah. in my life more. And, you know, similar to you, we are gut renovating our house. Oh. We are in a rental. We don't have all of our stuff. You know, we don't have all our toys. Today is a high of like 15 degrees. Oh my God. It's windy. We can't be outside. And so the last three weeks have just been a culmination of mom fails after mom fail after mom fail. And I tend to be like super, super chill, super zen. I am very, very into like taking care of yourself and self care and, you know, ways to set daily boundaries and, you know, kind of like, you know, focus myself on, you know, like creating space and movement and organization and giving yourself time to just breathe, but having everyone home, um, for the last few, few weeks has been extremely difficult. And it definitely did not bring out like the best mom that I could be. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of upsetting just to kind of like see yourself in in this light where you're just constantly yelling and nobody's listening. And then, it's just manifest into the kids and then they're yelling and, yeah. but the mom win of the week is that as of yesterday, knock on wood, they are back in school. Everybody's happy. They went to bed at six o'clock last night. Yeah, <laughs> girl. So, so, so I, hopefully we're like, we're in a good place here. 
Tiffany and I are in the same boat as you right now. We've been both off. She's been off for three weeks from school from her kids and me too. No, since second week of December, he has not left us. Oh, four weeks? Whatever. That's like seven now. They're six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, it's January. Wait. Oh, because he was sick right before. Because he was sick. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Megan, we are so grateful to you for joining us and telling us about, again, you guys, www.thelocalmomsnetwork.com. I can't wait to check it out. I'm Hopefully I'm in South Austin. I don't know where I actually am, where I'm living in Austin. I'll figure that out when I'm there. But uh, if not, I'll start my own. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and you guys, again, code MAMA20 on finandemma.com, 20% off anything site-wide. Please enjoy. Um, it was so nice to meet you, Megan. Yeah, no, this was fun. Thank you. Thank you, so Megan. Good luck with the baby, too. Safe, healthy delivery and entry into your life. And I hope she brings all the calm and zen that you may need. Perfect. Thank you. Have a great move. Thank you so much. And you guys, Jen and I will be right back with Alex Nachita. Hey guys, I know we've told you about Dinner Affair before, but I cannot say enough about it. There's tons of food delivery services out there, but Dinner Affair seems to be just a step above the rest. They do all the chopping, the cleaning, the mixing, the trimming, which makes dinner quicker, cleaner, and easier to prepare. prepare. And we all know us mamas need that. They are also designed to be frozen. So look, if by the end of the week, if you feel like you didn't get to one of those meals, pop them in the freezer and make them another day. We all hate to throw away food. We all get you know distracted. And they have all the, your favorite cuisines from Italian, Mexican, Asian, French, American. I have to say they're Bake ziti with homemade turkey meatballs was a family favorite. And my actual personal favorite was the sake miso beef kebabs. Can you imagine ever making that and saying, this is what's for dinner? What's even better is there's no auto ship or auto renewal. You can stop and start up again anytime. There's no going back to the site to pause or freeze a membership. There is no membership. You just choose a new menu from the selections with each order. There's not a rollover. It's such a gift, you guys, to yourself and your family. So reset your habits this year and let Dinner Affair get you back on track with organization, eating healthy, and saving money. So get $30 off your first order with code MAMA when you buy online at dinneraffair.com. That's D-I-N-N-E-R-A-F-A-R-E.com and use code MAMA for $30 off. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Our guest today has been a successful, highly regarded, and honored artist since the age of eight. Born in Romania and moving to the U.S. as a toddler, she began drawing and painting at a young age and even had her first solo exhibition at a local L.A. library. I love that so much. She is an artist, a sculptor who has encompassed her growth and transition as a woman, mother, and simply a humanist into her works. She's an active advocate for the arts as a mode of communication, especially in our youth, and supports arts and schools as a tool for expression. Please welcome to the show, Alex Nachita. Hi. Oh. Thank Hello. you. Thank you. How wow. are you guys? We're good. How are you? You know, out here surviving. Yeah. Yes. Doing the best I can. Yeah. Trying um, to be a nice parent to my child. Uh, that's, that's so, that's exactly actually, that's my intention for every day is I'm gonna, just going to really try and be nice. You know, it's so funny. I told you this. <laughs> 
I was going to say, ever since I moved into this place in, in Malibu, it's like, you know, a trailer with very thin walls while we build our other one. And I can't really scream because it's like a little community here. Mm. And it's really changed the way I um, react to my kids. It's so funny. Like I, I, I now know that I was such a yeller and a screamer in my last house and forever. And now I cannot scream because everyone will think I'm freaking psycho. <laughs> so I just like, I always have to keep my cool. And it's like, it's really interesting. Like when you can't scream. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good practice, honestly, because the thing is like, not to sound cheesy, but they really do mimic everything you do and say. And like, I see like the way that I interact with my husband often, she, I mean, you know, she's an only child. So she also sort of has employed this like position of like, oh, I'm the third person in this marriage. Like to her, she's full equal to us. And so like, if I'm like, oh, Dima, like how many times do I have to ask you to, and then she'll, she'll literally say the same thing. Like, Papa, how many times do I have to ask you to? I'm like, and it's like, that's not how this yeah. works. <laughs> it, it's half funny, but half like, oh shit, I, I better watch what I say and how I speak. Well, because for, for them before, you know, I mean, even for us, things like that become habitual, right? And yes. it's like, you're chasing, trying to correct yourself at like 35 years old. And like, if they're, you're starting to like, you know, implement these sort of like, habits in them already at a young age because it's just your normal way of behaving like it's you're right it's cute when they're five it is not cute when they're nine like it's right yeah but you know I my therapist always tells me he's like there's kids are very they, they they can adapt very easy and I think that sometimes we need them as the reminders for us especially in times like this when we're in this kind of like you know, we're in this crazy time and we're so isolated and we're around the same people and you kind of get into a habit and a routine of the same shit every day, you know, having your kid just kind of stop you in your tracks and be like, Oh shit, that's how I talk to the world or that's how I, yeah. So it's okay. So I think as you can be conscious of that and maybe make adjustments, if it doesn't feel right to you, she will too. Right. Right. No, I mean, yeah, that makes me feel better. Thank you. We really dove in. We really just dove into mommy. I love it. I love it. Well, I just want to take it back just a little bit um, because I would love to learn how art became an outlet for you as a child. Like, how did you know that this was a a mode of expression and, and something that was important to you? I mean, listen, you know, we're all moms here, so it is very easy to translate what was my reality and and to understand what was my reality at that age, because every kid loves to draw. Right. So, you know, my parents, like you said, I came to the States when I was a year and a half old. My dad had escaped Romania when my mom was six months pregnant with me. Like need, I remind everyone, this was pre iPhone. No Mm -hmm. one is like DMing baby. I miss you. (laughs) Like I got you. I'll be back for you. (laughs) Like none of that shit. Like the straight up letters praying to every God in the universe that Mm. we're going to be reunited. My mom is like 21. My dad is 30. You know, it's uh, this is impossible unknown. Um, And they survived on a lot of what I think like our generation lacks, which is pure faith, (laughs) like pure faith, faith in another person, faith in your love, faith in your narrative, faith in your story, faith in your future. And, you know, that that story in and of itself is extraordinary to me and I feel so grateful to be a part of that because I think it's like such a I don't know an emblem of everything that represents love to me and not only in a a romantic sense but just hard work and discipline and devotion and sticking to a plan like 
pie. <laughs> it's yeah. amazing. You know? um, so, you know, we, we came to the States. My mom and I reunited with my dad after thousands of letters. She was writing to the wow. American embassy in Romania. Um, they finally got sick and tired of her bullshit. And they're like, okay, just come in, send you back. Yes. This is your annoying. And uh, her, her Virgo persistence paid off. Um, we came to the States. We're very, very poor for a very long time. Poor, 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 poor. When I say poor, I mean like, you know, my grandma ended up coming to visit me when I was four years old and she left my 16 year old uncle at the time to raise me because I was being wow. raised by a babysitter. Um, and you know, my grandma was baking me sliced bread because we couldn't afford it from the store. I mean, this was, this is, you know, this is what I knew, but I never felt as a child, I never felt that. In retrospect, I realized what all of those things meant and all the ways my parents tried to curb that and make me feel comfortable and safe. But, you know, I, I, I see that now, especially given that I'm constantly giving to my child because it's never enough. Like, oh, you want this snack? Oh, you want that snack? Oh, you want this LOL? Yeah. Oh, you want, you know, yeah. it's like, and, and, I, and I hear sort of my past echoing and I try to like catch myself because there's something to be said about humility. <laughs> Yeah. There's something to be said about, about just kind of like slowing your roll and it's okay to say no and it's okay to wait. And, you know, so. but also too, not to interrupt you, but also how but really kids really, what they're needing is love and attention. And that's all you, that's all you got. So you never felt like you needed anything more because you that's were a- getting that. Even in the midst of my mom and dad working 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m. until, you know, I was too little because my grandma came to, to visit for three months when I was four. So really, I don't have memories of anything right clear yeah. before that. I'd be lying if I said so. So, you know, my grandma raised me. I mean, she was right. home with me. Yeah. All the, if I wasn't at school, I was with her, you know, and, and she's really the reason I got to like cheat my way out of like schoolwork. I wasn't even speaking English at that point. I was speaking only Romanian. And so my parents were so stressed. My mom, especially said, she's not going to have any friends and she's going to be antisocial and she doesn't even speak the language. And all she does is draw all day long. Cause I had a pact with my grandma. I'm like, listen, if you tell them that I did my work, then we're cool. You know, like I'm just going to be over here drawing. Cause that's all I wanted to do. Um, but I had access to exactly the same materials that you're giving your kids, coloring books, crayons, markers, watercolors, whatever. I was just obsessed and uh-huh. consumed by it. And, you know, I've told this story a million times, but I think it's important, especially in like a family dynamic between, you know, two caregivers or parents or whatever it is, mom, dad, 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 mom, mom, where it's like, there's usually always a parent who's like a little more, you know, antisocial right? <laughs> totally. or like less friendly with other people's children. And that was yeah. my dad. <laughs> so right. my dad was like, there's no kids in the house this is we lived in an apartment this is fantastic let her draw all day long she's staying out of trouble she comes home clean she's not getting her hair ripped out by the girl down you know down the hallway whatever and my mom's like no except she's gonna be a total nut job you know we have to like socialize her and we have to show her other ways of 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 having fun so like sign me up to like tap dance like right and 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 for my mom and my dad to like sign me up to a tap dance class. like I again in retrospect realized what kind of sacrifices these were you know this was a, like this was a big deal a big financial commitment a big commitment on, on, on their part in time and all of that and I didn't want to tap dance <laughs> I didn't want to do anything <laughs> I just wanted to draw and so that's how I started I mean really really simply just pure like this obsession with like mark making and coloring and I love I was like crazy curious about like what would happen if I mixed a color with another color and like 
And that was it. And then the rest of it, it's like whatever supplies we did. I was, you know, I, I grew up in public schools until I was about in seventh grade. And, you know, whatever materials they gave us at school or whatever exposure we received at school, you know, it kind of like expanded my interest and my curiosity. So, you know, um, if we started painting with tempera paints and I didn't have a set at home, like my parents would do their best to like supply me with that. Or, and then they made the very grave mistake of walking into an art store with yeah. probably a stoned college kid who was like, you know, on their summer job going, our daughter really loves art. Like, what do you recommend? She, like, she uses watercolors and she uses gouaches. And like, you know, I could perfectly picture my parents walking in, like, just like, what do we do? What do we buy her? And this guy is like, you know, oil paints are really cool. <laughs> I'm like, at eight, I'm like seven. I'm like painting with oil paints and turpentine. Is like, that... Guys, was that is that stoner boy the the reason that you started <laughs> what's behind you right now i mean actually i have oh, a yeah thank you stoner it's, man um seriously. When, when at what age did you well okay at what age did you know that there was something special with your um ability to create art and at what age did your parents know uh, and yeah. also I so want you to pa- talk about your art a little bit and like the background because you were on Oprah. This is not just like a, you know, this is not just a, an artist. This is, you were a savant. I mean, you, you like the, absolutely incredible. I just want to hear yeah. your story because it's really insane. Well, it's interesting because I don't think my, my parents weren't prepared and I don't know what parent is prepared to like take on a child that's like really deeply passionate it wasn't even about being good at it because they they had no barometer of like measuring like how talented I was or like what my skill set was or oh my gosh she really knows about perspective like you know it it meant nothing to them the actual literal end-all product of whatever I was making on a daily basis was cool like pretty but they didn't to them what really resonated and what was like alarming I guess was just the excessive time that I devoted to it and the Uh, fact that and like again now having a five and a half year old myself who can't sit still for more than 37 seconds yeah like I'm like damn I was like the perfect child like you know like I yeah shoved me in a corner and I drew for four hours there is something that I think that there is something though when you give your kids that opportunity so I have a seven-year-old and he is video game sport guy like he's he's that he's a little dude but he loves to draw and he will sit at he when he gets in trouble and I send him to his room he sits down and he draws and he draws out his feelings and he writes me books and this is no problem I cannot take credit for this at all but art I see has like become an expression for him like he'll draw him sad he'll draw me angry and then he'll draw us happy like where he wants us to go or he'll draw him his brother being nice to him because that's what he wants like and it's but it's it's become this beautiful outlet and I I just ordered from Amazon like a big storage box because I was like I am going to save every single one of these stories he's writing because this this is what I want to remember and I want him to him to remember because who knows maybe he will be an artist and maybe he won't be a hockey goalie like I don't know but you know what's incredible and I I think that it takes it takes going through these kinds of experience for people who don't have like me like I I get how incredible and how valuable the arts are but for people who don't have a personal relationship with the arts it takes these sorts of moments to really recognize the therapeutic capacity of the arts Mm -hmm. and to really recognize how it can become a coping mechanism. It can become an incredible 
voice when you feel voiceless. I mean, it's, it's the reason it's the place that I find. Yeah. 100%. And you know, what's so sad is that we live in a country that's driven exclusively by metrics. And it's like, unless there's like statistics and numbers backing these kinds of things, we're not going to fund it. But it's like, but I just told you, I made a kid who hasn't said a word, an autistic kid who hasn't said a word in two years, talk to me and not punch me in the face. I used to work with a school locally and, you know, a program set up for children with all sorts of disabilities. And you had, you know, kids on, on, of all age groups, which is insane, like eight-year-olds to like 25-year-olds. Wow. And I used to go once a week, I was funding it myself. So it just became too exorbitant of a cost. I couldn't keep it up. But while I was doing it, and listen, I'm not, you know, equipped in in any way or or shape or form to to really provide for, for children with those kinds of needs. But I came in on such a like authentic and like real slate. And I was like, I know that this can do something good. I don't know what it is and I don't know what it means for every child independently, but I know something good can happen. And I have all these incredible stories and like, I'm giving you the extreme of what you're saying, but that's exactly, that's exactly to to really just like highlight and showcase the power of the arts. Like people don't realize it's not just about putting pretty things on your wall. It's not just about like investing, which is not the way I collect art, but fine. I get it. Like I live in the real world world. It's not about, you know, like what kind of a social position it puts you in to collect this artist versus that artist. That's not the way I see it. For me, it's like these very simple sort of fundamental gifts that it offers. And that's exactly the attachment. I mean, I believe that that's why my passion for it was so steadfast is because I felt understood. I felt Mm -hmm. heard. You know, I I was in a country for whatever it's worth, even though I was a year and a half, like I said, I didn't speak English. So I was like well into kindergarten. So I felt very disconnected. I wasn't like, and even as an adult, like you can ask any of my friends before we became friends, they're like, you are like, you came off as a bitch when I first met you. Like I come off very standoffish. I have this, like, I don't know. I don't want to call it a guard because I don't feel that way, but I suppose, you know, that's how it gets interpreted fine. And, you know, it was for me always this play and it's still even at 35, even with an incredibly healthy relationship with my family and a wonderful husband and an incredible daughter and incredible friends, there's no place and no experience within my sphere of, of, of my life and my universe that understands me and comforts me, comforts me as, 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 as well and as perfectly and the way I need to be as being in here. Mm. And it's like, I, I, and I think that's why like I hung on to it for so long. It wasn't so much like, yeah, obviously like the sensationalism and the excitement of traveling and the fact that I created a livelihood for myself. These are all incredible after effects of, a really honest, deep connection to this mode of expression. Yeah. yeah. How wow. can we, how can, so with you having experience and seeing kind of what's lacking in schools and art programs, you know, what, what, what changes do you think need to be made? Like, and how can, how can we advocate and how can like people get involved in this? Because like I said, my, my son he, he, I saw he liked drawing and I ordered a bunch of sketchbooks and all the, all the tool, all the markers and pencils and crayons because I have the that shit's expensive. It's so <laughs> expensive. And I'm so grateful. And now when people ask me, what do I get him? I'm like, get him a new set of markers, get him some more coloring yeah. books, like get him, you know, and, and it's, he loves it. He gets excited about it, but I, I'm lucky. I understand that, that I can provide for him that way. And for kids that are in, you know, low income homes or in, you know, these public schools that don't have access. Cause I think about, you know, even right now he's in remote school and we do a, we do a school pickup, uh, 
supply pickup every two weeks and art sends home supplies for them. They send molding clay. They send this, like not all these schools have this. So like what, how can we support people that don't have access, but deserve the, the opportunity to see and try it? So, I mean, you know, what's really tragic is the first thing that always gets cut when there's some kind of like, you know, financial rectification happening in LAUSD is always art. Like it's yeah. always, it's just like, it's like, let's make sure we keep football. And I mean, football is important, I guess, but you know, let's definitely cut art. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, it's been, I think one of the most heartbreaking realizations for me as as, as a, a, such a patron of the arts and as such a believer in the arts. And I, years and years ago, I started a program again. Like I do all these things. I have all these great ideas, but then I realized like I'm going to run out of money. So I can't keep doing right. that. Right. <laughs> but I started this program called Art Department in a Box. And what I was doing, it was right when they did that first cut. It was like, I don't know, 16 years ago. I forget. It was like a huge, huge, I think like Schwarzenegger was in office. I don't even remember, whatever. And they did a huge, huge fun cut to the arts programming in public schools and, you know, again, I'm, I'm lucky enough, like my, my parents were able to like afford private school starting in seventh grade for me. And then mm-hmm. I kind of carried on. And then I went back to public school for, you know, I went to UCLA, um, you know, my daughter's in private school. So I'm blessed in that sense also where, you know, we have the means and we have all these extra ways of facilitating different experiences for our kids, but it's true. And now, now more than ever, I mean, our, it, it's, there's no access for these children to do anything creative. And so anyways, going back to our department in a box, what I did is I was like collecting a bunch of supplies, really basic things, mm-hmm. colored pencils, you know, sketchbooks. Because it's always the basics. Uh, it's, I always find like it's always the basics that are the best. Like you try to like buy all these fancy schmancy art products for kids and like these like crazy coloring books. And like what my kid always goes back to are, is like little charcoal, you know, um, or pastels, pastels. Those are the best, the pastels and colored pencils and crayons and a blank piece of paper. Like that. That's the thing is like Jane was saying, like her son is just, he's storytelling. Right. So for them, it's like, their, 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 their story requires just a tool for making a mark and something to receive the mark making. I mean, it's literally yeah. as simple as that, you know? And, yeah. and so it's true. You don't need to overwhelm anyone with all these materials. And listen, I'm like, I'm crazy. There's nothing I love more than like a million brushes and this and that. And, you know, I, it, it's different for me. I understand, but like same with Tevi, like it's the same thing. I just, I literally give her a box of crayons, a box of markers. And sometimes yeah. she wants to come in here and like have more freedom. Fine. But that's all it takes. So this box was simple, really basic supplies, right? And I'd start delivering them and dropping them off because what was happening and what I hear, and I I'm, I get countless DMs and emails. I mean, now no one's been in school for seven months. Yeah. So I, yeah. that hasn't been the case this year. But previous to this year, I was getting people reaching out constantly saying, I'm taking out of my personal paycheck mm-hmm. to be able to buy art supplies for my class because we have none. Yeah. And And it's just like, you hear this over and over and like, whether it's California or middle America, it doesn't matter. And these kids, like they need, not everyone loves sports. Not everyone is into bands. Not everyone's into music. Not everyone wants to dance. Not everyone wants to do drama. Like, you know, you have a lot of these children who are still discovering who they are and what their levels of comfort is and, 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 you know, how vulnerable they feel okay with being. And oftentimes the best way to do that is on your own in this journey, right? Whether it's writing words on a paper or drawing something on a paper. And so it's such a shame because I feel like we're really, we're really uh, just 
I don't know, we're really reducing and, and shrinking this possibility of like growth for so many people by not allowing them the chance to try it out. This yeah, isn't about making it. a world of artists, right? No, no, this it's is just a just world about- of creatives. Because like you said, I mean, everything is so measured with everything, right? It's like a test. You got the answers right or they're wrong. And with art, there is no right or wrong. It's just expression and it, the amount of confidence that it can build. I mean, my son is so proud when he comes out and to show me what he's created because it's like I said it's not for me to judge it's just for me to be proud of him that he 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 was called to do that and it's just been such a savior to be honest during this time because to see like sometimes I'll look at him and feel bad that he needs to go there but at at the same time I'm so grateful that, that he has this little corner of my bedroom that's like this refuge of his little desk with all his you know supplies that he can he can express himself and, and whether he feels heard by me or not, doesn't matter. He got it out there. It's like, you know, when Absolutely. you're an adult and you have a journal, like he, he, he doesn't, he, he can't do that yet. So this is an opportunity for him to do that. And it's so special. And it, and it would break my heart to think that any child in the world would not have access to something like this. Well, I, you know, there's also something to be said about what it offers within like, the mental mental health landscape also. And I know it's like a very heavy subject to address, especially if you're talking about five, six, seven, eight year olds, because it's like, why should they have this? Why, what do you mean? They're kids. I mean, I, I, I see like elements of anxiety in, in, in my daughter. And I mean, it's been probably brought on because of this last year, most likely, Mm -hmm. but it's like, she also, it's like, for me, I'm always trying to like pull the feelings out of her. You know, I'm constantly like, talk, 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 talk. I don't care if I, if, if, if you think it's silly, I don't, I don't care if you think I'm going to get mad. I promise if you're more comfortable, like I do this thing with her, I'm like, I will sit with my back to you in the same room and you can talk to my back. And I hear everything you're saying when you're ready for a hug, you know, she, I tell her the same thing. Maybe you want to draw Maybe you want to, she's like loves Legos and she like builds her like fantasy world with Legos. So she'll do that and kind of let out her energies and her feelings that way. But it's so important because you don't realize you know, especially in the routine of life, right? It's like, we wake up, we get dressed, we're like all going crazy, like chickens with no heads running around, get to school. This is, you know, when life was life once upon a time. And then mom and dad go to work and then we come back and reconvene and dinner is chaos and let's do some homework. And then, okay, let's go, let's go. And then no one talks about how anyone is feeling at any point in the day. And this is not a criticism. This is, I am guilty of this. Sure. And I have means. You know, and so I think that it's so important to recognize if you have these sorts of outlets for your children to let out their feelings, it is so cathartic and it is so healthy for their brains and their chemical well-being. Like you don't realize because these things go covered and covered and covered and covered and years after years. And then we just kind of think like, oh, it's not that big of a deal because they're five, they're six. I mean, come on, how bad could they be feeling? But they have real deep, profound feelings that must be acknowledged and must be let out because like with us, I mean, I'm first to admit, if I don't tell you how I feel, yeah, this is fucking Hiroshima going off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have got to, I have got to put it out there. And that's yeah. why this is, you, and you use the key word refuge. It's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a possibility for an escape. And it's a great way to sort of like reconcile your feelings. I mean, obviously at five, six, seven, they don't understand what that means, but just the process itself mm-hmm. is so incredibly healing and also rewarding. And it's, it's, it's teachable too, because it, it gives your children an opportunity in a world where everything is so instant, so loud, so fast, so much noise, 
so many projects. Oh my gosh, you're done doing that project here. I'm going to open this craft box. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, and just kind of like sit and chill and be with themselves. Mm-hmm. Something that I think I'm noticing even in this era of, of Instagram and all this has become a hard practice for me. Like I can't yeah. sit down and read a book anymore for 20 minutes without checking my phone. Like, yeah. am I okay? I know. It, so, yeah. you know, so hard. I, I, Found Guys, I'm feeling really good after this. Therapy I know. Session. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're here for. That's we, this is our this is our therapy. Mama said, "Do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy." It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. All right. Uh, my kids' immune systems are always on my mind. I want to keep them as healthy as possible, and that's why they use Child Life Zinc. So this was developed by a pediatrician, which is super important for me, by the way, and it's non-GMO, gluten-free, and made with natural ingredients, and it may help your child get the essential nutrition they need that isn't obtained through diet. So you can follow them on Instagram at Child Life Essentials, or you could go check out their website, childlifenutrition.com. It's amazing. It tastes good and your kids will love it while making their immune systems really strong. Go to findtheheart.com to download a $1 off coupon for anywhere Child Life Essentials products are sold. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. So I, I read it when we were prepping for the show, something really interesting that I'm just like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And maybe you can tell us how you've kind of trained Tevi to be okay with this. So I, when you have, speaking of escape, like let's say you have an idea, like you're an artist and you want to act on that idea right away. You know, if you're like thinking of something, it's not like you can like go five hours later and start painting. Like you kind of want to escape, leave what you're doing, whether it's with your husband or your daughter or wherever you are and, and express yourself through art. And, and over time, Tevi has been okay with you just saying, you, okay, guys, uh, mommy's going to leave and I'm just going to go paint. And that's, that's, I'm so envious of that because I always have, you know, ideas and, and things that I want to do, but I can't bring myself to having my kids be chill enough to let me leave and do something that I need to do. And I, I feel like maybe like, did you raise her on the idea that like, when, when, when you need to have an idea, like you need to be excused and that is just part of your life. I mean, I, yeah, that it's been, it's been sort of what she's known since she was little. And while I'm not like, this is very, very much the way I, um, had any sustainability in my 16 year relationship with my husband was cause I would just peace out. Bye. And you know, listen, as an adult, it's different to understand it. It worked really well and it was okay. And it's sort of our system. It's like, I'd be in my studio for 12 hours and like, he wouldn't hear from me. Sometimes I'd fall asleep on my couch. He wouldn't hear from me and it worked. And that's because of who he is. And that's because, you know, I established very sort of clear groundwork from the beginning because I'm not, you know, for me, my perfect world would be 
that of like a bohemian painter, you know, like mm. I'm up all night painting, yeah. <laughs> you know, like listening to music and then I'm sleeping right. till noon. I mean, this is my dream, you know, obviously, yeah. I mean, anyone's dream, I guess, whether you paint or not. Yeah. If you think back in like the olden days, right. Those that's the art, the life of artists. Like they didn't have right. children. They didn't have families. It was either like you had a family or you were an artist that lived that lifestyle. I mean, listen, I think about a lot of celebrities, whether they're musicians or, you know, whatnot, who have these, you know, publicly to us, it's like, Oh my God, such dysfunctional lives. And it's like, but you don't understand, like, these are very established set of rules for like yeah. a musician who wants to go make an album. Like they're out for three months yeah. later, like yeah. FaceTime me Friday at 1 PM. That's all I got, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know it sounds incredibly selfish and very, very righteous and convenient, but there's something to be said about creating these separations because yeah. I think it's the only way that you're able to maintain an honest and real uh, um, rapport with whatever your craft is, you know? And so like when Tevi was two and a half years old, I was commissioned to do this huge public install in Romania. And I left for two and a half months. I literally mm, didn't see her Wow! in the middle of all that, by the way, cherry on top, she ended up having emergency surgery and I couldn't <gasps> oh leave. I, I was obligated contractually. So like, I couldn't leave, but I was like on the phone oh. with the surgery fine she's fine now she had a horrible staph infection and so they had to like drain it and it was a whole thing but you know like this was it was it was very hard for me and you know I don't I I know that to 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 outsiders it seems like such a I'm sure it might seem selfish but it it must seem like such a like you know well then you know you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing that you should be staying home with your kid but it's like if I'm not representing to a, a girl who will be a woman, by the way, one day, if I'm yeah. not representing to this future woman, what it means to be self-sufficient, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, mentally, financially, it doesn't matter what it means to be independent in thought and spirit and action. If I'm not able to model based on my actions to her, that, that what am I going to read her history mm-hmm. books? Like once mm-hmm. upon a time, someone did yeah. this. Like, so I live steadfast by the belief that, you know, you are the ultimate like we're these kids heroes I don't know for how much longer but for now like we are the most incredible people in the world to them yes and so why not take advantage of this experience and show and and so after this I was gone for two and a half months while I worked then Dima and Tevi and my grandma and my brother all flew in came for the unveiling she saw everything I had worked on in person saw the thousand people in the garden looking at the work like you know and the story I mean, again she was small but I'm able to like reference photos now and do all these things last year she was traveling all over the country with me I had a group of, of exhibitions she came to every exhibit with oh, me and she I remember people. watching that on Instagram it was so fun and- and she saw and she caught these moments and, and not to like pat myself on the shoulder, but she caught moments of people talking about like, oh my gosh, like, look, you know, I brought my dog. This is my daughter. She's 20. I brought her to your show 10 years ago when she oh was 10. And I brought, look at this picture. And she would like see and create these sort of connections and understand that, you know, my, like I, I have this incredible opportunity and, 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 and possibility to connect to so many people and so many people can connect to my work and she's proud of that and that's something mm. that makes her super excited and so I think it's, it's very hard and ironically it's yes. gotten harder with age and it's gotten yeah. harder in this last year like even this morning she's doing her zoom school and thank god my best friend's son and her on the same school so they're, they're in the same pod the two of them I have a counselor that I hired like I, again I'm in a very fortunate situation 
but I left to my studio, which I do on a regular basis. And she's like, Brit, but you were there yesterday. I was like, I'm not doing this. I literally, I literally was like, I'm yeah. not doing this. I love you. I'm going to be in my studio. I will be back here right after lunch. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. Pilates too. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? so, you're taking and, care and of yourself. Well, and, and, it's, right? and like you're important. saying with a, when you're a creative, like for me, so I'm an actor, like my kids weren't used to me working for a long time because of this and because of other th- reasons. And, you know, sometimes like I need a serious break to like drop into what I need to for my creativity. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I've gone off and been gone for two and a half weeks, which probably is the longest I've been without them. But I'll tell you, like I was doing my best work because yes. I was able to really focus and it is, it is hard and it is no easy feat to be in a creative, um, you know, occupation and have children. But th- with that said, like you're saying, I know that one day they're going to be proud of me and and what I've done and they're, they're seeing what I'm doing. And he was able to come to set and, and see his mom in a different light and, and see the way I interact and see me in a different you know, it's a different vision. Like I wasn't the mom at home. That's like running around with the bun on my head, like getting everybody ready. You're like, Oh, look at her. She's, she's doing something. And I think it's really important for them to see that we can have many different roles in life as well. 100%. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. And, and, And so speaking on that though, like I've understood, I, when I first had her, I was like dealing with this crazy guilt. Cause I was like, I don't know. How am I going to come to my studio for eight hours? First right. of all, my boobs are going to explode. Second yeah. of all, like, you know, I was just like trying to do all of this and trying to do all of it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like on this mission to find the perfect balance. Right. And then I realized, I think she was like three, maybe three and a half closer to four where I was like, that is not the ultimate goal. The, no. actual, the ultimate goal is to, learn how to compartmentalize yes, and do it in such a way where you are so dedicated to whatever that task is. If that means playing Barbie, then yes. you are in Barbie life for 25 minutes, an hour, whatever it is you can do. I'm unfortunately not like my mom is like the best, like pretend play. Like she like loves running around with her. Gen- I can do that for like 27 minutes. And then I, I, I can do I, that for 27 seconds. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not good at that. <laughs> I, I'm not, but like, I'll bring her into my studio. I'll give her a blank canvas. We'll do something together or we'll like, we'll make a storybook together or we'll, you know, whatever, fine stuff like that. I'm much more keen on, but the idea is that you take whatever activity it is you're doing and you commit yourself to it yeah. in such a profound way where your phone is put away. Like I do that now where it's like, if I'm doing an activity with her and I like really want an Instagram story, I'll like do it in the beginning. Like, okay, we're doing this. And then I literally toss my phone away just so that I'm present. And it sounds so t- terribly cliche, but it is so effective for everyone, especially for them. Because when they see that you are like tapped out of everything else and just in it with them, it's so rewarding. But then the same goes for here. So I put my phone on. Do not. I was about to ask you, have you ever gone into a rut where you're creating a painting and your phone is with you and you're like, this cannot work? Like, do you, have you always been diligent about putting your phone away or do you incorporate your phone when you draw? Like what's, what have you found? So I prefer being really strict and putting it away, but it's just not a very reasonable way for me to function, especially now with the irregularity of life and the fact that there's no rhythm to anything, you know, before when I knew she was in school till three, I was like, fine. Yeah, of course. You know, if something is happening, they're going to call my husband. If I don't answer, we'll call my mom, God forbid. So now what I do is I put it on do not disturb and I have it set. So like, like my husband knows he has to call war dial me three times to get through. Yeah. 
Tea house tea. I'm totally giving away my secrets now. None of my <laughs> friends can call me this three times in a row ever. Yeah. I will die. Like, and, and so, you know, I try, I really do try to do that. But then for as much as I find social media distraction, it has been an incredible way, you know, and I don't have a massive, massive following, but I have an incredibly connected and very sort of engaged following, yeah. you know, to social media terms. So people love to see the process of the work. They love to see how I conceptualize something or how it starts from a drawing and turns into a painting. So, you know, I, I, I try to like leverage that in, in a way where it doesn't become like the central focus of what I'm doing. But yes, I mean, you know, and listen, I have a, my studio has been in my parents in my parents' backyard for years now, which has been, you know, a double-edged sword. It's it's the beautiful thing because my grandma's here and like she's constantly mm-hmm. cooking and brings me snacks. You know, it's really it's nice because it's it's yeah, it's amazing. It's a yeah. great way for me to like catch up with my parents because you know we don't always have time to do that. Fine. So that has worked very favorably in in all of these years. But then there's also moments where like I come here at like two in the morning and my mom like sees the lights on and she's like. Oh, hi, how are you? You know, That's like, right. everyone is sleeping and this is why I am here and I need you to go. To sleep, That's so know? cute. I feel like your mom is your biggest supporter. And I, oh, I, I've, I've met your mom and I've seen your mom. And by the way, she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And so are you, but like you're, you guys are sisters. She's not your mother. I still don't believe <laughs> it. Human. I'm Amy, I've, human. I've never in my, like, she's so gorgeous, but I, but I look at you guys together. I mean, I've, I've been at a gala with you for school and I've just like seen you guys interact and it just, you know, there's something to be said about just like your unique bond and how supportive she is of you, like as, as a mom and as an artist. And I just, I think that's so cute that she like sees you at 2am and she wants to kind of like see what's going on. Like my mom would be like, what the fuck are you doing here? Go to bed. I, I, you know, I, I, I want that. And you will have that with Daisy. I mean, you know, the thing, the thing is for me also, like my parents were like very sort of like, you know, innovative in their acceptance of my, you know, career choice. The reality is, you know, most parents, because they really care about their children and they want the best for their kids and think that they know what's the best for their kids at all times of life. You know, they, you know, especially me coming from like a communist country and coming from like the, yeah. all the oppression that they grew up in and wanting to be able to like create security for me and for my brother and all those things. Like, it's amazing that they were totally okay with me pursuing a career in the arts. Like I would have expected. And right. that's what you hear with so many Eastern European uh, yeah. families. And you, you hear the story all the time. Like, my parents immigrated to this country and saved up everything to send me to law school. And yeah. listen, we need those people. And there are people who are made for those sorts of practices, but just as many as, as, as of, of those people that exist, it's equal parts people who are not supposed to function and operate yeah. in that way. And their yeah. way of giving back to the world is not by being a doctor and it's not by being but- an attorney and it's not by being, you know, whatever. And so I was super lucky that my mom and dad wanted me to wake up stoked about life rather than yeah. dreading whatever my practice was. And that's not the case for everyone, unfortunately. But also you worked your ass off to go to UCLA. It, you know what I mean? Like you, you might've been an artist. Since I mean, I worked my ass. I, I had no childhood. I worked my ass off. Period. You worked your ass off, but you also went to, you, you also got into the, one of the hardest schools in the world to get into. So it's like, you know, it's not, you weren't just like an artist and they let you just be an artist and, and not go to right. college and not go to high school and like drop out. Like you, oh, no. you had an education too, which is so unique and so 
important. And you, and then after that, you stuck with what you were doing before. So you just, you know, you kind Mm -hmm. of, you, you really did all the things you could do to. They never gave me the choice ever. My mom, especially my dad maybe wasn't so like hard set on it, but my mom was like, I was the first person in my family to go to college. So like my mom was like, there's just no way you're not going to school. She's like, I don't care what you go to school for. You are going to school. You're walking out of there with a degree and it's going to be our name on it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and I'm thankful for that. Well, look at you now. I had, I had a different, like, like everyone's like, why would you go to college? Like you had a career, you're making money. I'm like, right. But like, I had such a backwards entrance into that, like that life that I, I, I realized like, I want to go through the front door and see what that's like, you know? And I want to be surrounded by people as passionate as me and people that are so talented. And that's the thing about a school like UCLA, the art school, especially they only let in a handful of kids annually. It's like the best of the best. You know, I mean, there's kids that were way better painters than I could ever imagine being at that point. And they're just the drive and the dedication and all. And like, I, I needed that because I had, while I was like touring and doing all these things, I never really got to engage with people that were like as excited about art making because, you know, I was hanging out with like six year old men who were my publishers and my dealers, you know? And yeah. so it was an incredibly rewarding experience. And I think that that community that gets created in in that sort of a setting it's like I don't know I mean for me it was I I I ended up going to school for five years and I like ended up trying to go going to get a master's and like I couldn't juggle like a a, a, a master's program and all of my 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 work commitments so I ended up dropping out but you know hey (laughs) but you know what you you your parents instilled a specific work ethic just by you seeing how hard they worked for what they needed to do to be able to set you up to follow your own passion. But they instilled that work ethic in you because even with your talent, it wasn't going to go anywhere unless you worked at it. And so you are continuing to pass that down. And so whether you want to like label it with more privilege or, or more, access to a, a better lifestyle, it doesn't matter because that worth, work ethic is still in there that you're passing down from all these generations, which is so important. And we should continue to grow as people and give our give our kids as much as we can because that's what makes us proud as parents, right? What, what, what we've done with our lives and what our parents have done to be able to set us up to continue to pass down. But like I said, that work ethic is there. And I think that it's just, you should be very proud of that because- you know, Tevi is seeing that and she's growing up seeing a mom who has a passion and puts her passion in first. And you want that for her as when she one day is a mother and a wife. And um, I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. Aww. <laughs> yeah. So tell our mamas how they can um, find you and follow you and all of that. So, you know, again, Things have, like, for the whole entire world have been put on hold. I had, you know, a series of shows set up for the year, like, canceled, canceled, yeah. canceled. I'm like, yeah. when am I ever, you know, for me, having my my openings and my exhibitions, like, the best part of it, what, I was already way past just, like, the prestige of getting, like, wall space in a gallery or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. the best part of it was always, like, the interaction with the people who came people. to see my work and the stories and all of that and, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very huggy person. I'm very physical and I'm really, really warm. And for the most part, and you know, I, I, obviously, I mean, I don't know, but you know, and so I, I'm thinking to myself, like how, what's going to happen in that space? Like, I wonder, like, how yeah. is a gallery show with like 150 people in a room, like 
you know, drinking champagne going to work? Like I, and it's such a sad realization that that's probably going to have to be completely reinterpreted and readdressed. But, you know, I guess it just is a testament to this amazing strength that we have as humans to adapt and change. And like either you either choose to be stuck, I guess, and be mopey, which I was for the first few months. And then I realized, okay, now I need to assert a way more creative way of thinking and a more flexible way of thinking and get out of my own way and my own like, you know, emotional noise and yeah. figure out how to, to re-engage and reconnect. And so, you know, there's a lot of, of different things happening in terms of that, which I, is not concrete enough to speak on. But for now, honestly, yeah. it's social media. It's the best way for people to stay up to date with what I'm doing. I'm incredibly transparent about the work that I produce in here at all times, um, which is ironic because I don't feel comfortable with people in my studio, but I'm fine, like live streaming myself painting. I mean, I don't, right. but you know. Um, so I, I think that that's probably the best way. And then eventually we've just, all, everything keeps getting pushed and pushed, but we're placing, uh, one of my bronze pieces in the city of Beverly Hills was supposed to be the end of last year, but obviously here we are. So hopefully in the next couple of months, there's going to be a huge 10 foot bronze monument wow. of mine, um, in the city. And, you know, I'm, I'm working on a lot of different collaborative projects and trying to figure out ways to really sort of embrace this incredible truth of things are better together, you know, and, 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 in the industry that I'm in, it's such a, I, mean, I suppose you can say the same thing for a lot of different spaces, but like, it's very competitive, you know, it's, it's, it's that, like looking over to see like what they did and what, and rather than tr- kind of implementing what the modernists did, like if you look back historically to like the Picasso's and the Brock's and the, like these guys, like I'm coming over with a jug of wine and we're smoking a pack of cigarettes and painting for 12 hours together and cool, you know, like, I get maybe things can't be entirely the same, but I think this idea of camaraderie and this idea of being able to really do better by being together. And especially for people like visual artists who have platforms that they do to to connect to such big audiences, like why not use that to create important conversation? Why not use that to say and do things that maybe otherwise would be left sort of untouched. And so that's kind of, I think the direction that that I'm going in. I'm also, you know, fascinated by the kids space now more than I've ever been, obviously, because it's completely like taken over my life. And I like, love all smart programming. And like, you know, I'm trying to see how I can, in some way, transport like my world into that world. So there's just like a lot of stuff happening. And, you know, I guess it's, it's just, matter of timing and working hard and helpful people and all those things. Well, we can't wait to follow along in what you continue to do. I think it's just so awesome and um, very inspiring and like inspired me as, as an artist in my own way of just, you know, kind of fueling my passion and also reminding myself to, you know, fuel my sons. I think it's so awesome. I mean, I think mamas need a reminder and I, I, I think, I look at my mom and she is the first one to voice this. And, and, you know, I, 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 I know we hear it and it can get a little cheesy, but it just, it's such, it's such a, 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 a impactful way to live your life. You have to have to, you must take care of yourself and whatever mm. your needs are 
so that you can perform better at whatever it means to be a mother in your household. And I think that if that means, you know, a 20 minute run in the morning, if that means a hike, if that means, you know, a weekly, you know, wine session, coffee session with your girlfriends, if that, I, it, 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 if it means painting, if it means acting, if it, it doesn't matter, I think just recognizing that you must honor yourself still. And also remembering that no matter what these kids will have their own life one day, right? Yes. We don't own them. They don't belong to us. We're just here helping them and nursing them and sort of trying to teach them the best we can teach them. But, you know, recognizing they don't belong to us. She's not mine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I think understanding that you will also have to look at yourself in the mirror at 50 years old, you better love what you see. And the only way to do that is to take care of it in the meantime. Amen. 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 All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to make you share a shitty mommy before we go. So we'll (laughs) be right back. The list is too long. Well, it's that time of the year again where the weather is dry and it's making your nose dry and everything seems congested. Well, I deal with that every single day, but now I have as part of my daily routine, something amazing. It's Zycam nasal all clear nasal swabs, and they instantly deliver the triple action benefit of protecting, cleansing, and soothing your nasal passage. It's so easy to use. It's convenient for on-the-go mamas like ourselves. Like it's a one and done, you swab and you go. So you never have to worry about not having your nose clean and clear. It always feels amazing. So you guys need to swab it out. It's available on Amazon and search for Zycam Nasal All Clear. That's A-L-L-C-L-E-A-R. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. We're back. Yes, we all have the long list of shitty mommies. But can you think of a good one to share? Shitty mommy! I mean, I obviously know you guys do this. I was like trying to think and think. And then I realized the reason why this is poignant now is because she's starting to read and she's pretty good at it. And I was doing for a long, like she like, you know, bedtime routine, bedtime routine is so important to be able to get them to sleep on time Mm -hmm. and get them to sleep through the night because if there isn't a routine, this is my pediatrician's voice. Exactly. Um, So so I, you know, I, I try to do it and I try to stick to it. I mean, we're not the most consistent family in that sense. You know, like we get up and decide to like, Yeah, play and do whatever. So like, I can't always offer it, but I do the best I can. And so for a very long time reading, and it still is, you know, reading is is, is a big deal right before bed. And, you know, she'd make me like, she'd pick these like random books and there's like, you know, so much text on them. And it's like, I'm already half asleep. And I would do this thing with her where I would like kind of scan it. Yeah, I do that too. Okay. (laughs) And then the princess ate a cookie and the next page was, that's it? That's yeah. all happened on that page. I was like, yeah, that's so crazy. She goes, but look at the drawing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, next week. And I skipped fast forward through reading. Now I can't do that. But she goes, she goes, where does it say silly? She goes, what does silly look like? And I have to like point the letter to her. I'm like, oh, oh there's no, no more, like, there's no more fibbing. Like, those days are done. Yeah. I just want to delay those days are done. How about my spell out curse words? Oh, yeah. Oh, Hey, I'm so mad. And she's like, now she's fully sounds it out. I'm like, yep. great. Yep. Oh, so here we are. That's yeah, awesome. Now you have to find <laughs> other ways. You're not, alone. You're not alone. I'm sure all moms like dread the day when their kids can read and they're like, oh my God, we have to read every goddamn yep. word on this fucking page. I'm there. Right I am now. so, yeah, I'm not proud. there yet. I'm so proud of her, especially because it's been through Zoom that she's learned to read and I get yes. so stoked. 
and we're yeah. driving and she'll like read a billboard. It's fascinating. But I'm like, this is such a severe inconvenience right yeah. now. I'm like, let's hold back reading till the first grade, please. I <laughs> like, hear you. That's so funny. Oh, well, Alex, it was such a wonderful time to talk to you and get to know Thank you. you so and so happy for our mamas to meet you. Uh, and before we leave, we're going to leave you with a mama said. Remember, mama said, art is a place for children to learn to trust their ideas, themselves, and to explore what is possible. Mm, I love that. Thanks so much for listening to Mama Said. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Alex Inber, Will Sterling, and Steve Delamater. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. We want to thank all our sponsors for this episode of Mama Said. They are Child Life Essentials. Go to findtheheart.com to download a $1 off coupon for anywhere Child Life Essential products are sold. Geico. Whether you rent or own, Geico makes it easy to bundle home and car insurance. Go to geico.com today. Dinner A Fair. Get $30 off your first order with code MAMA when you buy online at dinnerafair.com. Zycam. Available on Amazon. Search for Zycam Nasal All Clear. That's A-L-L-C-L-E-A-R. And go to finandemma.com and use code MAMA20 for 20% off site-wide. And remember, the info and links to these sponsors will be available in the show notes for this episode. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com to get a quote and see how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's G-E-I-C-O dot com. Hi, everyone. It's Heather Dubrow telling you to check out Heather Dubrow's World on Podcast One. Every week, we discuss the hippest, hottest news trends in health, wellness, parenting style, and so much more, including all things housewives and botched. Download new episodes of Heather Dubrow's World on Thursdays and Fridays on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. 